4: Hello, Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
7: You got a dream, you got a vision. I won't lie to you, it's going to cost you everything. You are hurting places you didn't know you could hurt. And you have a thousand chances to give up, but don't do it. Keep on moving, pick your associates more carefully because it does have something to do with your success
2: tired of talking about you know the school don't have the right resources you know the school don't have this they don't have that at some point man you gotta take care of you are you hearing what I'm saying I'm not saying teachers shouldn't teach I'm not saying parents shouldn't parent but I'm saying at the end of the day it's your life This your life at some point for real you got to you got to take an initiative you got to take ownership alright so this is what I want you to do for me I need you to study this year 181 days I need you to study. You're going to be a student. What does that mean? That means that you're not going to wait for school to start studying. You're not going to wait for some teacher to tell you what to do. You don't have to wait for somebody to tell you what you're supposed to do. Initiative, all right? Take initiative. Like you know you
7: need to have a rhythm so that you cannot lounge around here and let this moment pass you by. You are not as young as you think you are. You don't have as long as you think you have. It takes longer to settle something big than you think. You're thinking in days, I'm talking in decades, you don't
2: have many. Say look, you may hate your environment, you may not like your environment, but I want you to find something in your environment something in your environment. I want you to create something in your environment. I want you to initiate something in your environment that's going to make you want to get up, that's going to make you want to love it. And I want you to find people in that environment who love that environment, who who are prosperous in that environment, who found a way to take that which is not necessarily the greatest thing in the world and make something beautiful out of it.
7: If you don't do it now, you'll never do it because you may not ever see that cycle come back again.
5: Really, it all comes down to one choice. Will you lead life or will you let life lead you? How do you create a future that doesn't yet exist? How real is this idea of leadership that we can intentionally change the future for better? When there are so many unanswered questions in your mind, is it possible to create a vision that is so clear, so real, that those questions fade away? Can our imagination be that powerful? Can we take an idea, a picture of the future, this intangible vision, and make it real? In fact, that's exactly the way it works. The world either unfolds around you, or it is shaped by people who see it differently. There is a connection in your mind between who you are today and who you believe you will be in the future. This connection, this vision, is meant to be seen shaped and pursued it's the way we build a better world what will you accomplish in your future and who will you serve with your gifts truly see it imagine it grab hold of it with such detail that making it happen is only a matter of time decide what will happen in your life and decide who you will be within this world that's so big and so small and then work to make it so And we know it's not always easy. We know hard work is involved. We know the troubles that will come, that will get you knocked off track. Get ready to make mistakes. Time and time and time again, you will be tested. And we know you're up for the task. That you will get up and try again. Do it again. Work at it again. Commit to it again. Because through it all, you will keep coming back to that same spot, that same idea, that you can either lead life or let life lead you. So you lead. Your vision is a powerful thing. It's the way we make the world better for you and for others. See it. Believe it. Do it.
4: See it, believe it, do it.
1: Be ready for tomorrow by doing all that you can today. Setting your goals. Set a goal that will make you stretch for what it will make of you to achieve it. What a brand new reason for setting goals. What an all encompassing challenge to have a better vision of the future to see what it will make of you to achieve it and here's why the greatest value in life is not what you get the greatest value in life is what you become the major question to ask on the job is not what am i getting here the major question to ask is what am i becoming here it's not what you get that makes you valuable it's what you become that makes you valuable. Set the kind of goals that will make something of you to achieve them. So there you have the two components of positive self-direction. Number one, self-knowledge, knowing who you are and what you want to do with your life. And number two, self-preparation, getting ready for the opportunities before they come your way. You need both aspects for positive self-direction. Figuring out who you are and what you want. And being prepared for the day you reach your goals. Being ready. Being worthy. Becoming the person you need to be in pursuit of what you want. What good is an opportunity if you're not prepared to take advantage of it? It's no good. Won't do a thing for you. Be prepared.
3: Greatness is not this Wonderful, esoteric, elusive, uh, godlike feature that only the special among us are, will ever taste. You know, it's something that truly exists in all of us. It's very simple. This is what I believe, and I'm willing to die for it. The first step before anybody else in the world believes it is you have to believe it there's no reason to have a plan b because it distracts from plan a there's no easy way around it no matter how talented you are your talent is going to fail you if you're not skilled Mm -hmm. you know if you don't study if you don't work uh... really hard and dedicate yourself to being better every single day Mm -hmm. you'll never be able to communicate with with people with your artistry the the way that you want so the separation of talent and skill is one of the, the 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 greatest misunderstood concepts for people who are trying to excel who have dreams that want to do things talent you have naturally skill is only developed by hours and hours and hours of beating on your craft
8: life is not always good life is always not rosy Life is worth living when you find purpose. Nick, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know. My parents want me to do this. My teachers want me to do that. My friends think that I should do this. And I don't know what to do. And you're torn, man. You don't know what to do. You have to make important decisions, man. You don't know what to do.
2: Who do you believe?
8: You follow your heart. If that's who you want to be, if that's what you want to do in life, then walk to it. One day at a time. That phone might feel so far away. In fact, it might seem impossible for you to reach that. Let's say that phone was all the way at the back of the room. How am I going to get off this table? How am I gonna get there? I can't. But I want you to know that nothing is impossible. And if it is impossible for your dreams to come true, let's say you want to become a pilot and you can't be a pilot for some reason, maybe your eyesight or maybe your height. I know somebody who couldn't be a pilot. They're doing something now that they actually love to do. See, all things come together for the good that's how it is in my life you see there's nothing good about having no arms no legs is there no if i you know click my fingers metaphorically speaking and your arms and legs disappeared do you think you'd be happy with me no you'd come run after me and headbutt me okay because there's nothing good about having no limbs but i love my life do you want to know why because i've seen the purpose what about this let's say that you have a problem in your life and you want to give up now imagine if someone 10 years older who's gone through the exact same thing that you have actually got through it and came to you and said you know what I know how it feels I've been there I've been going through what you're going through now but I'm still here would that not encourage you could that possibly save your life yes is that not a purpose worth living for
6: And the first step is you got to have a vision a vision for what it is you really truly want not what you think you want or what you should have i mean what are most people's new year's resolutions oh, i'm going to stop eating sugar you know i'm going to stop smoking i'm going to lose 10 pounds problem with that is it's not very inspiring for most people you know it's not telling you what you're going to get it's only what you're not going to do and it's kind of hard to have you move forward with that a vision is about what you're here to create a vision that really works is one that excites you. If you say, well, my you know my resolution, my goal, my outcome for this month, this week, this year is to lose X number of pounds, that's okay, but it's not very compelling. It has to be a compelling vision. It's gotta have something that has the power to pull you, not something you have to push yourself to do. Those are two different kinds of motivation. Push requires willpower, and willpower never lasts. What will last is pull. Having something so exciting, so attractive, so something you desire so much that you have a hard time going to sleep at night and you get so up early in the morning to a rocket, and take it to the next level. Reasons come first, answers come second. If you get a compelling vision and you got strong enough reasons that will push you through the tough times, you're going to do things other people don't do. Instead of collapsing, even if you get off target, you won't go, oh, I blew it. You'll get right back on target, make the change, make things happen. And I know you've done this in many areas of your life. Just think about it again. I'm, I'm not teaching you something really new here today. I just want to remind you of what your soul knows. you got to change. you got to improve. And you got to go through a simple process fundamentally to make that progress.
0: A lot of people talking about what they're going to do. But how many of y'all today are going to decide to do it? I want you to write in the land of the blind the one-eyed man is king. I'm a king. Are you a king? Or a queen? I'm just asking. Are you in the gym? Are you doing anything to walk towards your goals? of being in shape more focused getting an a-plus on those tests are you training as hard as you know you're supposed to be training to make the team or stay on the team you worked your ass off you got up at 6 a.m in the morning you decided to stay in your college dorm and not party drink smoke and get high You decided to focus and get away from all of the distractions so that you can pass that bar exam and that test. You decided to focus so that you can get a high test grade on your SAT scores and end up going to college to state, play sports, football, basketball, or anything that your college degrees allowed you to do and become. You decided to focus and get it done. You sacrificed all of the fun, the perks and all of the fun shit you could have been doing because you were that focused on getting out of your own way, breaking the cycle breaking the devil cycle of your own family and your surroundings. I decided to love myself enough to want better, desire better and seek better and move in the direction of something better. What is the next level of you? Are you done? Are you done evolving? That shit that you accomplished was five years ago. It's over. You're still alive. You getting on your knees every night and you praying, but then you getting off of your knees and ain't doing shit. You can't get points today for yesterday's game. I don't give a fuck how much money is in my account. I'm going to make a statement every day. I want to become the things that I see. Go get it. If you got a problem with your life and your career, stop complaining about it. You spend so much time on your knees, your knees are bleeding. Get up off your knees and do the work. There is more to do. I don't care how much money I have in my pocket. I'm trying to be significant. Does anybody know how much money was in Martin Luther King's bank account? How much did Nelson Mandela have in his bank account before he died? He was significant. He made a statement. He lived his life with a sense of purpose. He was selfless. He wanted to make a difference in everybody's life and everybody he ever came in contact with. I refuse to be another man that lived and died and wasn't significant, period. I love you. I repeat, I love you. If no one has ever told you this, If no one told you this today, this week, this month, this year, or this very second, I want you to know I love you. And I also want you to know that the fact that you're still alive and still on this earth, even though it's been challenging and rough, and sometimes you get discouraged and uninspired to keep going, God has a plan. You will grow through what you go through. Everything that you're going through at some point, it makes no sense to you right now. But at some point, God is gonna reveal to you why all of these issues, challenges, and problems continue to show up, and what you were supposed to learn from it. You will grow through what you go through. It's time to do something significant. It's time to get up. It's time to get back into being significant. Just woke up. You gotta do what you gotta do. What are you gonna do today? To walk towards your goal? I'm just curious. I'm curious. How many text messages are going to come through today where you respond and end up connecting with that person that can take you off your path? How much time and energy are you going to dedicate to your gift and your talent or your goal? How committed are you? producing results if you don't know now you know it's true when you're ready to do something and try something new that's out of your comfort zone that's out of your norm it's always the one you're dating the one you're married to the one that's in your family your friends in your immediate circle that will always try and talk you out of doing something special and significant. Do you know how many people have had visions, ideas, and huge career moves that they were about to make and they allowed the word no to stop them? Boldly walk into the room with your head held up high. And if they don't get it, laugh about it. Don't disown your ideas because they're disowning your ideas. Don't lose confidence in your ideas because they don't have confidence in your ideas. Don't be afraid to walk into the unfamiliar. Don't be afraid to do what's deep inside of you to do. Gifts, you got talents, you got capabilities, you got inventions, you got all of these things that you need to unleash on the world. You don't have money, you may not have the financial resources, but don't allow your visions and ideas to be stifled because of what's in your bank account or not. And something inside of you made you say... But even though I grew up in this situation, I'm still going to work and be a better man or a woman. I'm still going to do whatever I have to do to break the cycle. I'm still going to decide that I love myself enough to do better, bigger and more significant things. But it takes a very strong-minded person to decide that because I was born into this doesn't mean that this is gonna define the outcome of what my life and purpose on this earth is destined to be. I see what's not there. I have visions. My visions are bold and unapologetic. You know, they say you gotta think out of the box. In my mind, there is no box. To have ideas and visions and dreams and then to do any means necessary to see to it that the vision come to life. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. And then there's even more power to be able to see what doesn't exist and then to be able to articulate it and verbalize it. Just keeping your minds and your spirits open to the possibilities. I'm telling you, stop being afraid of the unfamiliar.
9: It's very wonderful to see a mountain and to want to climb it and put your flag on top of it. It is very wonderful to want to create your own mountain so that you can then climb it and put your flag on top of it. Um, But it is also wonderful to know why you are doing that or why you are compelled to climb mountains in the first place. And you might discover that everyone values mountains, but you actually love the sea. And perhaps swimming is what you really should be doing. And if your calling is the mountain, then by all means go and climb the mountain. But if you have questions about the sea, you might as well run the experiment and see what happens. Life means to evolve. And if you're not evolving through small incremental changes that build up over time to create a large change, then you're probably dead. Um, And that shouldn't really be a goal of anyone. I think every day (laughs) I get up and I say, what are my priorities? Um, And then I I move towards that. And sometimes, honestly, my priorities are to see how many back-to-back episodes of whatever I'm watching on Netflix I can watch, you know, if it's that kind of, introverts Sunday that I need, you know, for in order to be my best self out in the world Monday morning. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, how much of my to-do list can I crank through before lunch? And so I tell myself that this to-do list or the things that are, are on it are so insignificant compared to the things that I have already done or I've already survived or already accomplished that it's, it's almost laughable that they think they can stay there on my to-do list, you know? Like, they're, they're actively mocking me. And so if you can get to the point where you can say, well, I've already pushed through something uncomfortable or I've already done uh, something that I, I didn't think that I was able to do, didn't have the skills to do, didn't have the confidence to even try, but yet circumstances intervened and I was forced to, I've already done these things and yeah, they were in a different context maybe they were in a personal context and not a career context or in my case, they were in the theater and not in the science world but I've already, its proof of concept is already there so what reason do I have to believe that this isn't, it's not going to work again so not thinking about it as this entirely novel new thing because you do get the fear response to new things because that's our brain trying to protect us from you know, things that might be dangerous that we, we don't know anything about, and realizing that, in fact, this is a familiar task that's cloaked in, in a new environment. And so I think that there's a lot to be said for looking back at our successes and not just appreciating them, but but really recognizing that the new challenges, in fact, are old dragons we've already slain. A lot of the early accomplishments that I have made were because I didn't realize that there was an option. Um, and there's actually a, uh, a type of method for teaching. I also used to play the violin, um, and I was taught with the Suzuki method. And if you look up the Suzuki method, you have all of these little four, five, six-year-olds that are playing violin concertos that are you know, far beyond what you would think somebody of that age um, should be able to do. And it's because nobody told them that they shouldn't be able to do that. And so that was basically my reality. I was told, well, you're 11, you're going to start going to college. So I went and the expectation was you're supposed to get good grades, so I did. Every time there was a goal put in front of me, I didn't realize you could not accomplish it, so I just did. We'll never really know who we would have been if we had made like one different decision you know, way back there in in, in our childhood. But because of the way the brain develops, we are more emotionally susceptible to the experiences that we have early on in life than we are later in life. We all have to live in this society that's been (laughs) created for us. And there's, you know, certain expectations that one is a contributing member of the community of humanity, um, and that can be accomplished in many different ways. I think um, if I had a group of young people that I was responsible for, I would try and listen. Listen more than maybe my parents did to what each of them want. I certainly wouldn't try and mentor all of them because you can't do that, right? But put them in situations where they can find people to emulate and to look up to and to ask the right questions of. Because the worst thing in the world is to have an inquisitive mind or to have questions and to not know the right people or have the right resources to get them answered. So the youthful brain is still plastic, it's still developing, and it's more susceptible to information in certain ways than in others. Um, I'd use stories. I would use um, imaginative language um, and humor, but there's a certain amount of finishing that happens in those last few years in the, early, in the early 20s, which is the full development of the prefrontal cortex, which is sort of responsible both for those, um, our ability to think logically and to predict outcomes, and, and also maybe a little bit for us to project the negative outcomes as well, right? So optimism uh, falls victim to reality. Brains are lazy. Because most of nature is lazy. There has to be a justifiable reason for energy output, you know, because that's using resources that is important for survival. So if our brains are lazy and they follow the processes that are easiest for them to follow, if you have constantly trained your brain in through like reframing and reframing and reframing, that the positive, the optimistic outcome is the easiest one to think about and it has to work very hard to think about the negative ones. It, unless it's feeling threatened in some way, it will go, eh, seems good enough. <laughs> because it's a, it's a prediction machine. It's like, I predict that this is probably what's going to happen. It'll be a positive outcome. There might be other factors, but the energy that I would be expending thinking about those other factors doesn't seem in line with what's necessary for the importance of this decision. So good enough. Our brains really don't like to be bored. Um, that get very unhappy if they're understimulated. And then that can that can go to solving the problem in in many different ways. Not just how can I how can I solve the problem short term, but how can I ensure that this is not going to be a problem in in the long run. Emotion was not um, useful. Or, you know, it is actively a destructive thing. And that I had to build my life entirely logically. Now, that's obviously, like, we're human, so it's impossible. We make emotional decisions all of the time. But a youthful, uh, developing brain thinks that this is something that can be done. And that they can, you know, always do the right thing. And the right thing is a logical thing. Um, And then, as I started to learn about the brain, and as I started to learn about myself... um, I realized that I didn't have a lot of experience in seeing what would happen if I just let them come. And most people experiment with this in adolescence, but they don't know they're experiencing, you know, just these, these emotions. They, they just kind of think this is how I am and this is who I am, right? They don't think about it in, a, in an abstract way. I went to New York and I trained at the Alvin Ailey School, which is a very well known school of modern dance um, there in Manhattan, and I was going to be a dancer, but then there were sort of cracks in the facade a little bit. I wasn't quite fulfilled, and when you're a dancer, especially when you're a young dancer, you're treated as if you don't have a mind of your own. Um, and you are simply a body and the artistic director and the choreographer or the teacher is giving you the input and you have to back. And for someone that already had a bachelor's degree in biochemistry, that wasn't (laughs) really satisfying, Um, especially when they would make comments about biochemistry, like, don't eat too much turkey for Thanksgiving because then you'll fall asleep because tryptophan. Be like, do you know how many turkeys you'd have to eat? (laughs) But I digress. All I hope for women in STEM is that they stop worrying about whether or not they're fitting in and whether or not they are supposed to be emulating the men or making a point of being female. And and they, they start just taking things, taking their power, taking their place at the table and not asking permission for it. And we have all of these trailblazing women that have had to do that. They have had to take, and there are so many glass ceilings in academia, you know, the ancient ivory tower that it is, and they are still there to be broken. But I think for the masses, since we're always trying to get women in STEM now and women in coding, and so it's, I think of it as like, I hope this isn't offensive like storming the beaches at normandy like we just put enough women into the pipeline then the fact that it's so leaky won't be a problem we'll eventually get enough of them through to tenure track positions that there will start to be a positive feedback loop and i think that for the masses it can be very difficult to be at your best when you're constantly looking over your shoulder and wondering if being you is enough